Hi everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Hope... Oh, <coughs> I choked on a potato chip. <coughs> well, that was, that was a good start. Yeah. You will always find me and I will always find you. Yes. Will we always lose each other too? Is that our fault? You will do as I say, or you... Or what? You'll ruin my life? You'll do your worst? Because I will always do my best. True Freaks presents Hope of All Trades, hosted by Hope Molnax, talking like a man and fangirling like a lady since 2010. Oh, it's too obvious. You gotta hit the door. You know, like just like, like kick it, like you're bored, like or like like stumble into it. Like, oh, I didn't, you know, just hit the door, okay? Everyone wants some magical solution for their problem, and everyone refuses to believe in magic. How's the peasants snow soap, Ben? Will we just take this damn spell off me. What's the name of the place we're headed, Captain? Neverland! Hi, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Hope of All Trades. My name is Hope Molinax, and I am the host of this show. So recently, DragonCon happened. It happened uh, Labor Day weekend in Atlanta. DragonCon is one of my favorite conventions. I'm actually quite biased to DragonCon. It's my very first convention that I ever went to when I was like 14, and I've been going for about 13 years now. Uh, give or take a couple years here and there in college. And I, I love DragonCon. Uh, it's my birthday weekend. It was my first experience with fandom. I just, I love everything about it. Uh, DragonCon was a little bit up and down for me. I ended up getting very sick over the weekend. I, I was sick the week before and I was almost better and then I didn't sleep the two days before the con trying to get ready for said con and I just got really sick at Dragon Con. So when I wasn't like in bed, <laughs> I really enjoyed Dragon Con. Uh, this year I was reporting for Once Upon a Fan which was always fun and I love working with them and I'm, I'm very thankful that they let me go and live tweet and report for them. Also, I was on two panels this year. And uh, you're about to hear one of the panels right now. I recorded it, and it was the Lost Boys and Lost Time, and it was a Once Upon a Time fan panel. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was a recap of Season 3, so we talked about the Neverland arc and the Oz arc of Once Upon a Time. And then we also gave our insights of what we thought about this crazy Season 4 and this, this Frozen thing coming to Storybrooke in Season 4. And on the panel with me was Katie, Stephanie, and Ryan. And, and they were great. Like, uh, we had a really great time discussing it. We had a lot of great questions and feedback from the audience as well. And I, I hope you enjoy this. But I, I will say I'm still having the problem I had at 2-2 on Beacon with my recorder, where I'm, I'm having difficulty setting my levels. So the quality is not quite where I want it to be. I've tried to clean it up a little bit because I always bump up my levels really high so I can hear the people in the audience. But at the same time, it makes us down on the panel a little distorted. So it's still a problem that I'm trying to fix on my recorder. I might have to just get a new recorder. But yeah, so I, I apologize for the quality of the actual panel. But you can still hear, hear everything. We had a great time. And I hope you enjoyed the Lost Boys and Lost Time recap of Season 3 fan panel from DragonCon. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. Oh, is it time? Okay. Time. And go. Hi. Hi. Hey, guys. Introduce yourselves. 
That would be a good way to start. Mm-hmm. Okay, hi. I'm in the middle. I can't start. Well, welcome to the Let's Upon a Time panel recapping season three. It is an educational panel. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Hope Mollax. I'm a podcaster and a freelance writer. Uh, I work with a group called Two True Freaks. We run about 20 regular shows from Walking Dead Wednesdays, Walking <coughs> Dead Wednesdays to Star Wars Monthly Mondays. My own show is called Hope of All Trades. And I just launched my own website called geekygirlexperience.com. I launched it a whole whopping two days ago. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 I'm really proud of it. Um, and it's going to be me blogging about things I love. And um, pr- I, I'm going to be working soon with the ladies from the other side of the mirror podcast, their Evil Regal podcast, mm. and they're about to launch their network where I'm going to be contributing writing to that. I haven't slept in like two days. Strange <laughs> Club. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. This, this is awesome. This is the queen. My name's Regina, a.k.a. Katie. <laughs> um, a.k.a. Mayor Mills. A.k.a. Mayor Mills. A.k.a. I'm, you look awesome in that. A.k.a. Can I finish? <laughs> All right. Um, my name is Katie Bievenu. Um, I'm a cosplayer. I do mainly Regina. Huge Evil Regal, big in the fandom. Um, I run a bunch of groups on Facebook. Uh, my cosplay name is Mayor Mills Cosplay. Madam Mayor Madam Cosplay. Mayor. Madam Mayor Cosplay. Oh, look, I haven't slept either. <laughs> so we're counting on you two down there. We're counting on you. Yeah. Balls in your court. But, um, yeah, um, big on Tumblr, big on Twitter, Facebook. If it's once upon time related, I usually end up knowing a lot about it. <laughs> Hi, I am Stephanie. I actually am one of the volunteers for this track. Um, I'm an architect in real life, and I just moved back to Atlanta from San Antonio, got in Wednesday night at 7.30, so <laughs> I'm a little tired as well. Hi, I got a full night's sleep, so I'm fine. There's <laughs> <laughs> one of us. There's so one of us. Like you're in charge. You're in charge. You're in charge. My name's Ryan. I am... An amateur compared to the rest of these people. I don't uh, have any groups or podcasts or anything like that. I'm a little too lazy for that. So I usually just troll other people. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, I'm just a fan. Cool. So we haven't, we don't have a game plan. I was thinking like we just all give our general thoughts on season three, then get into it in like the last 10 minutes. I can talk about thoughts on maybe possible season four stuff if you guys are cool. Cool. <laughs> and I like hearing from you guys too, so please contribute. Yes. Okay. You, all at me. <laughs> you seem to be yeah. like, you know, starting this whole thing. So. Yeah. Okay, so, well, I know, okay. So, uh, my general thoughts on season three, um, it was, to me, I, I kind of call it the the season of almost amazing. Um, I really loved Neverland. Um, There's a few parts here and there. You know, I, I miss Storybrooke in Neverland because all my favorite characters are minor characters. And, yeah, my favorite characters are Jefferson and Whale. And let, let's see how well that's been going. So you're never going to see Jefferson and Whale. I know, there. right? He's been playing it to Marvel Land. Yay. Yeah, he's beautiful in that movie. Um, sorry. Um, so I, I liked Neverland a lot. I thought uh, Robbie Kay coming in was a great addition. Um, there's a few, you know, points here and there that I, I could gripe about, but Oz, I wasn't a fan of Oz. Um, I, I didn't really, I, I, yeah, I had major writing issues with Oz. I had major character issues with Oz. But that being said, it had a lot of good moments. Like there were a lot of strong moments, but overall, I didn't like the entire arc of Oz. Arc of Oz, and I wasn't a fan of Zelina. So, yeah, I, I Oz reached a point where I was more excited about Once Wonderland than I was of the main show. And I love Oz. 
and it's gone. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Once Upon a Time. It was so too bad. bad. It got good at the end. I know the second half. It has to start off good. Yep. Yeah. So. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. All right. Um. So. I. I thought season two was a giant hot mess. It was a huge like it was half. all over. It was all no, it was second like half. all over the place. No, just period. Half. And I thought that um, season three really brought it found its footing. It really allowed the show to have its footing again. And I like the idea that they're doing they're cutting the season in half and having one story and then two stories, um, one and then the other. Um, and I actually enjoyed the Oz part more than I enjoyed the Neverland part because the Neverland part was them wandering around in the forest for like eight episodes like wandering around I mean I enjoyed it I loved I loved it I loved Robbie Kay Robbie Kay is brilliant as Pan um I loved the I loved what they did with Pan because I would have never thought of making him a villain um and I think them making a villain him a villain was a really good idea um, I didn't, I didn't, I had to grow to like Zelina, but, um, I still don't like the fact that she's Regina's half-sister, half and Rumpel is not her father, even though I'm still saying that he totally is. <laughs> <laughs> she is. Everyone's related in the entire family. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry, but, but, Laura <laughs> and Rumpel totally... Totally did it, and <laughs> and <laughs> Selena. Shows how But yes, I, I I still I for the longest time I still wanted um, Zelina to be Rumpel's Rumpel's daughter and have that like have that interaction on top of it. But alas, we didn't. Stephanie, what I liked about the season was a. Robbie was just awesome as Pan. Um, he's just, he, he looks like a sweet, innocent kid, but boy, was he a... <coughs> um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it completely threw me. Um, the other thing I liked <coughs> were the relationships that were being developed between Hook and Henry, the relationships you see between... Um, uh, Regina and Emma. Regina and Emma. Um, the one between um, Gold's son, Neil, Neil, thank you, Bellfire and, and, <laughs> and Rumpel. Um, and then finding out the relationship between Stan and his father. A and it, it, it was a really mind-blowing twist on that one, mm -hmm. at least for me. That that completely came out of left field. That uh, Rumpel was Pan's son. Yeah. 
feeling. Yeah, that that was just like whoa. <laughs> yeah. It made sense. It was at the, it would, and yeah, it made sense, but it was really just it was an interesting twist. Still, I'm, I'm telling you, Once Upon a Time is like the show for hillbillies. I know. Yeah, this is Atlanta. <laughs> Please don't shoot me. Look <laughs> at Game of Thrones. The Lannisters. Yeah. I, I, I call it the... the yes, they're pretty, too. <laughs> but this, this, this is just a jumble, giant mashup of, like, it's just three families. Family yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is a family bush. Right? I, I enjoyed the season. I wouldn't say that I had one half that was better than the other. I thought each half had ups and downs. Mm-hmm. It would literally be one week where it's like, I cannot wait for the next episode. And then it's like, why aren't I watching Walking Dead first? <laughs> <laughs> but all in all, um, there were some revelations, and it had so much potential, and sometimes they hit it, and it was just the best thing ever. And then it's like, yeah, okay, maybe next week. That's exactly how I feel about the wizard. <laughs> Oh, yeah, God. That was a opportunity. And it, my, my number one theory for two years was that Victor was Oz and Jefferson was the Scarecrow who lost his mind and Gearheart was the steampunk Tin Man and Rumble was the Lion. I mean, that was like my like two-year theory of Once Upon a Time. They don't need to have everybody see everybody. They can have new characters. I, sometimes I get annoyed when... I like the one-off characters. I, I don't. Like they, they, were, they were incredibly underdeveloped. Like, Rapunzel could have been any She was a princess. plot device. I love the fact that they used her as a plot device. She, been, she could have been any princess. And, like, unlike Tangle, where there was a distinct reason for her to grow out her hair, she had yeah. no reason to. It just, it could have yeah. been any princess. I the could have her. been any pirate. Like, I'm not digging these underdeveloped characters when you have a really rich cast that's been here since season one. Yeah. 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 He's a historical yeah, figure, yeah. and so is Neil Cassidy. So, in case you didn't know, Neil Cassidy could go. Away. Yes, ma'am. Zelina. 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 Thank you. Walked in and volunteers to be their nanny. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, they just immediately, oh, sure. Snow is amazing. It's Snow White. What do you expect from the woman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I love about Snow. I literally got to the point. I literally got to the point in Neverland, especially that scene where they were like, don't tell her, don't tell Emma that Neil's alive. Don't tell Emma. He was like, oh, okay, okay. Five seconds later, Neil's alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there going, I'm there going, it literally got to the point where every time Snow would open her mouth, I would just be like, shut up, Snow. I don't know. We did this whole big thing with her having a black mark on her forehead. Where did that go? Yeah. I want it back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, because I have to throw this out there because it's like my thing. Um, One of the things that bugged me the most about this season, besides the lack of the background characters and during Neverland, like I really wanted there to be a whole bell arc, but um, is the fact that they... Even though they come from, they obviously come from the lost school of writing where they kill everyone all the time and none of the storylines make sense, um, they refuse to kill the main characters, much like Lost. So, like, how do you feel? Like, they, they kill um, the, like, they kill Rumpel for three seconds. They should have kept him dead. I mean, they were but then, like, they bring back her ghost, and, like, she's still, like, and acting. But she wasn't but a now, main. Of course, not a main. Are you talking about, like, main cast? She's not a main. I'm talking main cast. Like, Rabbit Carl, Emma. Okay. Like, 
That's the thing. If Neil comes back, then I'll have no faith in anyone's thing. Oh, yeah. 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 They, they Neil talk. is not coming back. Neil can just stay dead, please. <laughs> Adam and Eddie said <laughs> in an interview right that if okay. Neil is dead, but there's the possibility of him coming back in flashbacks. See, Bay, I love Bay. I love Teenage Bay. Neil, the minute that he tried to sacrifice Robin's son, I was like, that. nope, forget about it. Nope, you just lost all the points that you ever had with me. How can you say that? Everyone does so many stupid, horrible, yeah. reckless things all the time. But <laughs> 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 it's Roland, and Roland's adorable. And I'm pretty sure the actor that plays Roland could, like, take over worlds with his cuteness. Like, he just kind of conquer worlds. He is, he is bent, uh, he is, like, meant to, like, take over the world. Something I want to ask you guys, how do you feel about the half season format? Because um, I like and don't like it at the exact same time. So, like, what do you guys feel about it? I love it. You can definitely do it. I think it's fantastic. I, I like it a lot because it it, it it makes the seasons more interesting in that you can have, you can be focused on one thing for the first half of the season, and yet there are still bits and pieces to go into the second half. You know, one story ties into the next. Yeah. Oh, Ryan has an answer. I was just going to say that. I think that's um, with shows with, when they have that mid-season hiatus. That's just the way they're going now. It's an industry thing. It's more than than just one kind of time doing it. Oh, they all do the mid-season hiatus. Yeah. 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 And then, but then doing like uh, pre-arc. Yeah. Pre-hiatus. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Okay, my other question was, um, speaking of the two seasons, how did you all feel about the breaking of the curse at the end of first half? I don't think there's so many curses in Wait, what do you mean when they kill Storybook? Okay. And then they're all back. In yeah, Storybook. But specifically them, like, them basically saying, screw it, Storybook's going away. Um, well, okay. To answer your original question, um, I, I was sad to see Storybrooke grow because I, I really enjoy a lot of aspects of Storybrooke, and I think that's half the fun is seeing them try to figure out this modern world because that's been great about you know Robin Hood. He he wasn't in Storybrooke before, so he's not quite sure like how like grocery stores work, and he's like, I got this crossbow. How'd you get it? I stole it. Yay! <laughs> so like that's half the fun. Um, but, so I, I'm really happy that we have Storybrooke back, and it's I, I saw in a couple of inter- how wait a first I should ask how good are you guys about spoilers? Is anyone not okay with Has spoilers? Has anyone not seen the entire season? You don't need to be good, here. Good. <laughs> you haven't seen the entire season. Raise your hand if you're not okay with spoilers. Season four spoilers. We'll, oh, yeah, season four spoilers. We'll warn you about it. Wow, awesome. This didn't happen last year. I'm telling you everything about season four. Um, so, like, Jenny Goodwin actually uh, strongly said that, uh, uh, actually, no, it was Adam and Eddie said that Snow wants to stay in Storybrooke. Like, that is now her home. So I, I'm happy that we're going to be staying in Storybrooke for, it sounds like, the long haul. Um, but I will argue that Going Home is probably one of the best written episodes. Oh, my God, yes, It might is. not be my favorite, but it's, it, you know, my personal favorite, but it's one of the best written ones, and I love how it's written to be a series finale in case they hadn't been renewed, which they weren't at the time, so. It was, yeah, it's probably one of my favorite um, mid-season finale. I'm still cry when I watch that. <laughs> so I want to know what memories Regina gave Emma 
about Henry's life because you know those were memories that like she watched Henry walk and she fed Henry for the first time and she gave all those memories to Emma and I would have just loved to like, have something or like Emma just acknowledging that those were Regina's memories not hers and don't make me cry oh. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to Regina I get really emotional man They're always with that with her. They're always with that. They're like, we're going to give you, we're going to give you uh, happy. And then we're going to destroy it. Because you're not allowed to be happy. But I I, I, I am happy. You're the villain again. Congratulations. (laughs) No. You know, the only yeah, one under Holly... Yeah, a little bit old to keep shitting on one. Yeah. 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 I, and actually, it's so funny because... um, It's so funny because I've had this talk plenty of times with my friends where it would just be... It would just become... So, Once Upon a Time is basically Regina's show. I mean, I know it's, oh, it's panned out. Show. It's, it's, I know it's panned out like it's supposed to be... Oh, it's panned um, out! Oh, it's such a knee slapper. Yeah. Um, it actually says I'm the summary of the panel. <laughs> but I think Ryan had a point about Regina. Probably, yes. <laughs> no, I, I was just to echo... The very character, what makes her interesting, it, it is the Emma Regina show. It's the relationship between the two. Oh yeah, I love the, the relationship. Peace, the show is over. And I feel like um, I'm excited to see how she's gonna deal. Like, cause we are cool with spoilers, right? Yeah. Okay, I am so excited that Sydney is coming back. Yeah, back. Yeah. We're getting the we're getting the mirror back. And I don't know how many of you guys have actually seen the clip where uh, that's been released, but. Um, like there's a whole line in there about uh, I need you to take care of someone for me, and like I'm I'm like I th- it could be Emma, it's but it's probably Mar it's probably Marion, um it's probably Marion, but um I'm excited to see like how she's gonna take the because she's redeemed like she's redeemed herself and we know that she could fall back at any moment, but I don't think the show's gonna have her complete. If they had had her completely fall back at that instant, she would have like ripped out everyone's heart right there. I also think Regina has also reached a plane where she respects Emma. You know, they they clearly respect each other, and she knows that if anything happened to Emma, Henry would be devastated. Yeah. And so um, I I don't think we'll ever go back to season one, Emma Regina, um, because I, I, I. on the flip side, Emma respects Regina just as much too. I mean, Regina's become her mentor for magic in a way. I, I love the bond that's come between us. Oh yeah, so I mean, and not just because Jane was at a Comic Con, you know, like Emma can't apologize for saving her life, but she, at the same time, she feels devastated yeah. for hurting Regina. And I think yeah, so. Regina understands that, but Regina has this thing where Regina has this thing where she acts before she thinks. Stephanie mm-hmm. and huh? Oh, sorry. I, didn't, I thought you were dead. Oh, no, I, I was just agreeing with yeah. what she acts before she thinks. And um, I think that that's going to play a lot into the next season. Especially since Rob, you know, now it's Robin. And if she does anything to Marion, it is going to hurt that relationship that she has with Robin. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think Robin is going to have to think, or do you think that he's going to go immediately straight to his life? No, I think I think it's really because it said and the thing he was over his life. He let it go and well, you know, think think about like having the thing that you loved for the longest time go away, 
and you think you've lost it forever, and then finally it appears again. Of course, you're going to have feelings for that, and you're going to, like, those old feelings towards that's going to reawaken, but... Like, I think, like, what I'm trying to say is, are the writers going to make it so he's going to have three or four shows where he's trying to pick, or, it's, or is he... I think that's going to be a major character arc for... It's for cool Adam and Eddie. You just have to keep watching. Yeah. <laughs> just keep watching. Just keep watching. I'm How did he not know that? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> How did he not know that the evil queen captured his wife and executed her? Like, like was he just like, How you know, they don't get voicemail. Oh, I was about to say they don't get voicemail from the chorus. But I mean, writers like, really need to work on, like, one of the things that, that I keep coming back to, what you said triggered something. The Green Fairy, when, or Tinkerbell, when she was. Uh, in, I think it was first season when she was telling. She's only been in this season. Is it blue? Or do you mean blue? blue. Where she. Tinkerbell came in. Where we're talking one. about. Then it must have been blue. Okay. Um, blue was telling her about this. The, the, the mark. Her soul oh, no, 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 it was Tinkerbell. It was Tinkerbell. Um, she she did a spell using the pixie dust and brought Regina over to where her true love is. Right. And because um, she's still mourning Daniel. And then they get to the bar and she chickens out and all hell Right. Over. What I keep coming back to is Regina and, and Robin are supposed to be together. They're supposed they to be are, love. There's so always going to be those... Roadblocks in the way. Again. Yeah, that's, that's another story. Really I have um, it's like um, jumping to another show that that has a similar thing going on is, which is of East End, and one of the characters in there has um, is soulmates with someone, and there's someone they just dropped in this other character who's inter like interacting with with one of them. And it's like they're supposed to be with them, and they're currently getting married. There's always going to be these roadblocks well, in all of them, and they just got to work around it. And everything written in, you know, the uh, monogamous normative, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm You're never going to get someone clean. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I I, you know what? No, no, no. Okay, I ship. All right. I am a song. Hi, my name is Katie B. Avenue, and I'm a song queen shipper. I am not one of the crazy ones who will just totally, like, freak out over the fact that, you know, it has to happen, it has to happen. I've come to the conclusion it will never happen, and I accept that. I just wanted to be happy. Stephanie wasn't finished with her point. Sorry, Stephanie. Well, it's just tying back to what we were saying about is he going to go back to his wife, or is he going to be with Regina? How, how is that all going to play out? That's actually, like, one of the points I'm looking forward to most. Because I, I think there's an interesting point where uh, Adam and Eddie were saying that Roland doesn't even recognize her because he, <coughs> he was far too young to recognize yeah. his mother. I mean, um... So I think that's going to play into some of it, too, and him trying to relearn this. But, I mean, Sean said in an interview, he can't unfall in love with Regina. He fell in love yeah. with her. Yeah. So I, I think it's probably one that's going to be one of the most It's going to be. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah. And he's going to make the effort with Marion. Yeah. Or Roland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, but I mean, it's the same thing from season one with Charming and... Um, it was Catherine, Charming, yeah, and Snow. Snow, exactly. All the way back there. 
It's a shield with Richard, a lion on it, well, man. Richard, the uh, Lionheart, you know, crest of the, so it could be a different uh, Mary Man for all we know. But Gina's yeah. just destined to land with the Lannisters. I, <laughs> I, I think there's a specific reason why Adam and Eddie brought up at Comic-Con, the difference between soulmate and true love and yeah. from their point of view. Um, and I think that's going to be playing into our outlaw queenship a lot. So. Yeah. Especially with Daniel, yeah, too. So, there's there's two there's two questions about the whole the whole true love thing. Um, there's the idea that do you think? Let me get both questions up for you. Do you think that Regina fell in love with Robin because she knew he was going to be her true love? Do you think that played into it? Because there are a lot of times, like in reality, where someone says you guys would be good together, and all of a sudden you're in love with that person. And then, do you think this season Regina's going to be able to get out of her own way? Because she's going to cause her own freaking problems. She will. Yeah, she will. Especially if she tries to off Marion. Because Robin doesn't know her as the evil queen. How does he know? She's not even married. They know each other now once the spell was broken. But he doesn't know Regina as the evil queen. I know, but still. How does he know that? Even after living in the realm for how long? Yeah, but like she, like he hasn't, he doesn't like gotten into a conversation with her. And been able to form his own yeah. I don't think he'd be the one to judge. But he's Robin Hood. He still, he steals either yeah. way. He's a robber. I mean, I think, I think knowing that, I, mean, I think knowing that, um, Robin, what is considered her true. True love? Wait, what is true it? Love. It's true is love. Is it true love? Yes. And Daniel's her soulmate. Yes. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, I think knowing that it's, like, if that's the case, um, allowed her to open up and be able to attempt it. And I think um, by allowing her to do that, she was able to take the chance. And I think her real feelings towards everything that happened started to come into play. So I think, may- yes, maybe they hated one another and she was resentful throughout the whole thing. But by allowing herself to take that leap and take the chance, even Daniel had said, you have to, you should love again. Oh like my. one I of the last things he said to her was, "When you intoxicated face." <laughs> yes. <laughs> what do you think? Yes. <laughs> I, I always like that line from Daniel because I think part of the reason that she has to learn to love again, she also has to learn to love herself again, and I think that's a lot of what season three was because Rumble hasn't done this yet, but Regina went to every character she hurt and apologized to them. She apologized to Snow. She apologized to Belle. She... It's a little cold steppy. And <laughs> I, I don't think so. The thing I love about how they're I, dealing with that is that it is basically like an AA thing. Now, I, I think she... Regina has, to me, the strongest and best arc of the entire show. 
Um, she is the bread and butter of this show. If you look at season one, you know, she's clearly the evil queen. Season two is, like, her punishment season, like, where she just suffers and she has to, like, fight through it. And she and we see in Neverland, she's starting to pick herself up. She's not going to be taking that crap anymore. She's starting to come into really her own outside of the evil queen. Because at the end of season two, the most important line she said was, let me die as Regina. Yeah. I don't want to be the evil queen anymore. I, uh, oh, and we oh, see oh, that in, in Neverland. And then, so what we have during the Oz arc is that she's really apologizing and she's trying to make her wrongs right because she wants to be Regina. And so that's why I don't think she's going to backslide as hard into Evil Queen Land, yeah. but I think she's still going to make the people in Sydney do her dirty work. So. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, I saw like three hands at once. Uh, <laughs> we'll do. She hasn't talked yet, so we'll do her, you, and then you because they haven't talked yet. Yes, ma'am. Yes, because you guys... Yes, I want him back. Did you guys hear the news about the part two of season four and the Big Bad? Mm-hmm. Maleficent. back uh, as the Big Bad of season four, so I'm having a feeling I'm really when mixology like, kind of failing, yeah, and then Jamie Chung's show and kind also, of failing. And also, they had shot scenes. They had shot scenes of past, uh, of Mulan and past. There have been photos of them released. And they never used it. It's like they just, like, forget oh, about it. Oh, there's a scene of August standing in front of Jefferson's store. I want that. <laughs> but, but, I mean, I, I think that we're going to probably be getting a lot of that Mulan Aurora story, especially since um, or I'm, I'm 99.9% positive. This is correct. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Mulan, uh, not Mulan, uh, what's her butt? Aurora. Aurora, thank you. Um, Aurora said uh, that her mother had dealings with Maleficent. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking her mother was the original Sleeping Beauty while she is the offspring. And also, so, like, if you just look at the timeline, too, when Regina went in the first season. Tell us to shut up if you want to. Sorry. In season one, when Regina went to Maleficent, um, there was that whole thing that came up with, you know, being the same age as Regina goes, well, you were the same, I remember you were the same age when that Sleeping Beauty got the best of you. Mm-hmm. And so it's like... Why they remember their own writing? Yeah. I really wish yeah. they would remember their own writing. I don't writing. know, there's some stuff laid down in the pilot. No, apparently, play, like, two apparently on the commentary, so. they said that they have a timeline written out um, in the writer's room. And they go and they double check it. But apparently, there's something. Yeah, they break their own rules. The right rules they break it. Yeah, like like if Charming or Snow dies, does the other one die now too? Like how does that? I know. What's up with that one? Can you live without a heart? Half a heart? Well, and then again, you know, so you have this. We created the black mark. Put the heart and heart. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I thought about it. Which one got the evil part? <laughs> <laughs> also, which one? Both. I'm going to love David. You know what? It's so interesting. The thing that surprised me this year. When it comes out, he almost murdered a freaking mermaid. Yeah. Like, he, when his, yeah. they play his darkness really well, he's really interesting. And, I would, and there's a deleted scene in Tiny where King George, they have him captured, and King George looks at David yeah. and goes, you have darkness in your heart, Prince Charming, and it will come for you. And they started playing with that in season three, and they have didn't go there, and I really wish they would. I also really like um, his. I usually don't care for the filler episodes, and his episode, uh, the the, the Tower, like, yeah, the Tower, um, was a filler episode. But it was surprisingly one of the filler episodes where I watched it, and I was like, oh my god, I actually kind of like this <laughs> because. What, what was your specific question about Sleeping Warrior? Because I. 
Oh, yo soy. If there can't be sleeping in Warrior, can we please get Meg from Hercules on the show and have Mulan go with her? <laughs> I I like the idea of Sleeping Warrior. I mean, I, I think it's, it's progressive. I think it's much needed in the show. Um, I there's a lot of uh, how do I say this exactly? A lot of someone come back to me. <laughs> what do you guys down there think? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of straightforwardness. I, I like the relationship. One of the best things about Once Upon a Time is when they mix it up. Like, I love Synchro Walls as Lancelot, but I'm also in love with Synchro Walls from Teen Wolf. I, I love them in that show, too. Um, and I, I love when they mix it up like that. And I, I think it's interesting. And I, I was a nanny for two years, and I watched um, I watched Once Upon a Time with my nanny kid, and she was 10 years old, and she loved the idea of Sleeping Warrior. And I, I think that's important for a younger generation, too. Like, my, my nine-year-old niece watches. Uh, she's 10 now. Oh, my God. <laughs> she watches Once Upon a Time. So, like, that's the kind of thing that I want my child, and I don't have a child, yeah. my, my children that I don't own to watch. And I think the new generation is more accepting of it. I mean, I showed, I worked at a camp over the summer, and I showed, I lived with 13, 9-year-old, 10-year-old girls, and I showed them all an episode of Once Upon a Time, and they just wanted to keep watching. They absolutely loved it. Um, they loved the story. They loved the characters. Um, and, not, and things like that didn't bother them. It's like it was just something, you know, it's just another part of the story. So I think the writers should really take that step, especially now that, you know, it's starting to be more accepting to be, you know, to have a like, lesbian relationship on TV. Or I gay mean, look at Glee. I mean, Glee was like, yeah. a and like a struggling modern family. I mean, we're in a generation and an age now. And like, this isn't new. Like, you know, like Doctor Who. LGBT, yeah, Doctor Who. But LGBT shows have been around, like, in having these characters since the 80s. I think the difference between I mean, then and now is it's not like, and here's the gay character. And also, you have the Fosters. You have yeah. the Fosters. Yeah. And the same. Like, the older stuff is very much the, the stereotypical, you know. Hey! one reason why I can't stand the Snow White Rainbow 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 Rainbow. Like, that's how older shows are. I think yeah. now it's, it's very more of a modern representation. So. I mean, if they're recreating fairy tales, they should definitely... We yeah. had a gentleman with a question also. Hi. Until the end when she was light magic. Yeah. Well, you know, about Maleficent, or once upon a time in general, one of the great things about that show is that I can enjoy other shows, but True Blood can be canceled, Believe can be canceled, Intelligence can be canceled, um, Revolution can be canceled, and I can be happy because I'm thinking, oh, we're getting back Ruby, we're getting back... <laughs> yeah. 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 Ruby can come out of the woods we're now. Getting, yeah. Yeah. We're getting back or, uh, Aurora. Yeah. And we're getting back Jamie, so... 
but we won't get back to Sebastian. You can blame Marvel and Josh for that. I can't. I am so happy you're playing. No, he's really not. No, he's not. He has like a metal arm and all that. A lot more money. He is making a lot more money. In defense of Regina, you have to realize the whole storyline for the Oz is that Selena was so much more powerful than you. Yeah, she was so much a Mary Sue. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Do you guys know what a Mary Sue is? Does anyone not know what? Okay, a Mary Sue is a character in fan fiction that's super overpowerful, and she thinks that she's entitled to everything, and she's just happy and lovely, and everyone should love her, and then she has no flaws, like her no flaws, and I and I just God, that was Zelina for me. <laughs> I I liked Zelina for about a hot second, and then I disliked her again. Well, they killed her horribly, so that's No, that was the part where I actually, I actually loved her at the end. Because I feel like in the episode where she dies, it's <laughs> not so bad. I feel like in the jail cell when she's talking honestly to Regina, that was the first time we actually saw her as a person, as a and character. Was she was Zelina, not the Wicked Witch anymore. And I loved that moment. That was a really good moment with Zelina. Because she was actually being herself. And I was looking forward to seeing how that relationship between the two sisters would form because, you know, you have someone that was, like, resentful towards her, but, you know, you're still blood, so deep down you do want that connection. And Regina's never had, you know, that's all she had left. Everyone else is gone. I suppose no one's brought up the whole, like, Rumbell betrayal wedding of lies. Yeah, I thought that. That's exactly what I was about to ask. She hasn't talked yet. Go ahead. Amy Con. Go, Amy, go. Go, Amy, go. I think you have more marks appearing on your face. (laughs) (laughs) I just saw two appear. Is there something behind behind me? me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's your old. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I might be remembering this wrong, but. No, that was the last of her magic. Like, cause it, the ma- the jewel held her magic. Her magic and so, from Claire's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I've seen it actually. Well, <laughs> flashback. But um, hopefully we get flashback scenes, or they can do something cool where we do get to see her again. Because I just really want, I really just kind of wanted her to be better built at the end and have a good send-off. That, that's probably my biggest criticism of the half-season format, because I do like and I like the faster pace and all that. My problem is I feel like there are just plots that aren't fully developed. Um, I feel a lot of the Zelina plots... Um, haven't, didn't quite, I feel like Zelina needed an entire season because there's a lot of mythos in Oz and there's a lot of things going on there, or, or at least like two thirds of a season or brought her in early for Neverland or something. Um, and, and I feel like other relationships, like the whole entire Outlaw Queen setup, I had massive problems with that because of the fast pace and tempo. We know that Adam and Eddie can write beautiful romances. Look at Skin Deep. I mean, and, and it, a lot of the Snowing and Rumbell stuff is because they've had entire seasons to get together. Yeah, they show run though. But like we know that they can do these beautiful romance over the course of the season. But my problem with Outlaw Queen, which goes back to my problem with Zelina not being fully developed and Ariel and Blackbeard and all them, is the half season format and they're just not giving enough time anymore to all these. So while I do like the half season format, I also dislike it a lot too because I feel like Outlaw Queen suffered, Zelina suffered. <laughs> I mean, general stuff. There are shows. There are shows out there that do a whole entire season in 
eight episodes, and they're usually English. They're usually in English shows. But I think what the writers need to do is examine these other shows who are achieving having a whole complex storyline in eight episodes, and take that and try to work that on that with these characters because I love the half season format. You can do a lot more with the half season format. You can tell like you can focus more on your characters. You can build more on your characters. They just haven't learned how to actually well, do it. Was it, was it you that said uh, Regina acts before thinking? Yes. That's, that's what the writers do. Yeah. They act before they think about it. They're, they're kind of like little boys who have new toys on the shelves and they just want to play with the toys and this brand is frozen. So Merlin had a question and then Arthur Denton here had a question. So Merlin. Yes. Yeah. Going by set pictures, she's kind of dressed a lot like Elsa. She is. I think she might be like the legitimate Snow Queen, like the Snow the Queen, queen of like yeah. like Hans Christian oh, Andersen, and then Elsa is gonna be our Elsa that we know. But she's dressed um, very similar to Elsa in a lot of like lacy white dresses, of beautiful and sparkles. So, and then Emma chased her with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna be a really fun. Was there not a sword around? She had to use a gun. Well, yeah. We're in Storybrooke now. <laughs> <laughs> the guns are the most useless things in Storybrooke. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Arthur Dent had a question. Um, I was wondering what you think about Henry and the fact that he very plausibly has magic, and that hasn't been discovered or looked at at all in the past three seasons. I'm the last I've been talking There's about. What do you, what do you two... Haven't they made hints that he's the actual, um, that it's not Emma, that it's him? They've hinted at that before. That he's yeah. the savior? Ooh, that's a really good That he's the idea. ultimate savior? Yeah. Which is pretty true, because Charles' imagination and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the key. Yeah. He's the key, and... Or I should say he's the lock or something, and then Emma and Regina are the keys because of the whole true love thing. Whether or not um, Jared has Jared <laughs> Henry has magic, um, I'm I'm ready for some more kind of tougher uh, stories storylines for Jared. Mm-hmm. I think acting as like Pan within his body and acting that role was really good was for him because I think it was his test to really start getting those deeper darker roles. And I mean, honestly, the kid's growing up really fast. I really want him to just stop like, being the plot like, device and start being an actual character. I mean, the the uh, God, how old was him when the show started? He's gonna be thirteen this season. So I mean, we're, ten. He was still when it started, but he's gonna be thirteen this season, 10, thirteen to fourteen around that time. So I'm ready for him to start having these kind of different plots. I kind of want him to have a like. I want him to have a friend. What was he supposed to have? A Can we have Hansel and Greta come back, please? Oh, I haven't heard that. I heard. I I saw a thing. I don't or, know, remember what the thing was or anything, but there was something about Henry might have a love interest this year. I wanted to be Which Grace. I really wanted to. What? Well, I wanted to be Grace because if I'm you watch, same, same. If you watch Hat Trick, as Grace is walking away from Henry at the end, she looks back a few times and smiles at him like two or three, four yeah. times. So like I've been shipping Henry. So if Grace. we can't get Jefferson, let's just get, get Grace. <laughs> one of the things that... that I liked about is the developing relationships between Hook and Henry. Because Hook brings a, a completely different dynamic to to things with Henry. He, he's I think he's trying to write where he did wrong with Bay. 
That's a really good point. Yeah. And he also he also brings a whole different dynamic to the rest of town. Because you look when when uh, when Hook starts going out with Henry for the Prince Charming, he starts paying more attention to Henry as well. Yeah. All of a sudden, they're crashing in the mailbox. <laughs> 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 when is Prince Charming? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think having this like little bro group of Charmings has been really. Oh my god, the bro, the bro ship between Hook and Charming. <laughs> that, that, I, I, love I, it. I will say the reason why I have so much trouble shipping Captain Swan together is because you really Josh, want that to Josh Dallas and Kondo and Donnie who have such good chemistry together, and I really want the Davy Jones ship like really. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the whole thing about Hook, I, I, I just I, I'm interested to see where he's going because at Comic Con it was all about. Uh, uh, Captain Swan. Yeah. It was all about Emma and Hook. And as but as I want to know how Hook, as a character, a standalone character, what is his next journey? Mm-hmm. Because there's set pictures of him having no Hook. Like, he has hands, like two hands. And it's a flashback. If, no, no, he's in Storybrooke in, 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 in his new duds, his awesome new duds. Did you know his coat weighed 50 pounds? That yeah, looks like a freaking awesome coat. No wonder he's so freaking buff. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's a rock star. But, um, Yes, he actually is. He so is. Go listen to his band. He has a wonderful band. Um... What did I say? Stop talking. (laughs) I love you. Yes, I do. Because if they take away his hook, he's not Captain Hook anymore. And I... Also, his main... And the fact is, like, a lot of people in the fandom are always, like, gripe and gripe and gripe about representation. Like, I want to see myself. They have a disabled character as a main cast member. Like, that is representation. And some of Hook's best moments in Neverland is when David came and lit the lighter for him or pulled on the rope for him. Look at Colin's face in the background. Those, like, those are his quiet moments where you can tell Hook is really bothered by his disability. And that's his strongest character trait because he can't hold Emma's face with two hands. And that's why it's beautiful. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Don't. So, I mean, I, I don't make this. So I mean, I don't make the audience members cry. That's my job. <laughs> I made you cry. So, my like, job, Those are some of Hook's best moments. And so if these set pictures are true and he loses his hand, I'm going to be very upset because they have a disabled main cast member. And that's something they can really play with. And that's one of his strengths as Captain Hook. Mm-hmm. They're really, they might as well just make Captain Jack Sparrow at this point. <laughs> all he is. Like, my friend here has a great essay about how Hook is really the damsel and the stress character because he's never quite always been he's never quite been the Captain Hook character. He's not the relationship with floors. Someone had a hand up back here. The guy by Merlin. I I can't. Are you dressed as anything? Yes. Oh. Ah, you are! (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. Go on, Link. Mm-hmm. Rumble is losing all my respect. But that's one character. Let him finish. go to you. I'm sorry. Go on. I didn't know that the ice queen was in Rumpel's room. Elsa, Elsa was no, in the job. Oh, I thought we were talking about Elizabeth yeah. Mitchell. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not confirmed yet. Sorry. Yeah, it was in his like secret vault of secrets. But I mean, that's Rumpel's character. Like that's his flaw. 
is that he's never willing to give that last step yeah. to break his curse. <laughs> you know, it's like you have to keep him rumpled instead of, you know, being something bigger. Is every time he has that opportunity, and we have true love, he throws it away. Take this one. Take him, take okay. You guys talk about rumple. Go. <laughs> okay. Dark one, I, I, I command thee. Go. I agree with you. He's had so many opportunities to take that final step to, to really become the good guy and he screws it up every time and he does it deliberately <laughs> and I can't figure out why. Okay, I'll, I'll defend him. Okay. Um, well, consider that literally just before he gives the fake dagger to, to Belle, he'd spent half the season being the puppet having no control over his identity, his life, his abilities uh, Zelina. So, I mean, can you really imagine if, if, if you had a control switch giving it to someone after someone else had just abused it so thoroughly? Um, so, yeah, I can see him being a little gun shy on that. Well, it's got to count. It's the coward. Man. Every time that he has a fear off, he always gives him the fear. Yeah. Um, he also really wanted to kill Zelina and that gave him an alibi. Yeah. I just know when I watched that Rumbell wedding, when Bell talked, I was like, this is beautiful. And when he talked, I was like, you're standing on the throne of lies. I was like Will Ferrell from Elf. <laughs> I mean, as much as I love the whole Rumbell thing, and yay, I'm happy that they're together, I kind of do not want him to return. Um, when Because he literally was able to wrap up his storyline in that in his final in that final episode when he killed Pan, like all everything was built up, everything was tied off, was sealed, signed, sealed, delivered. They delivered the death, and then it felt like it was all for nothing. Mm-hmm. And and then he has so many fingers in everyone's pies. Yeah. Yeah. They couldn't like function without like. Because my favorite thing about the charming is they're like, "Ooh, magic is bad, but we're going to go to Rumble when we have a problem." <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the charming every other week. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really tired of the writing making Rumble bad. Like like she said. After he killed Pam, yeah. it was signed, sealed. It was a nice little package where he's done. It was done. It was yeah. like everything. I mean, sure. Yeah. I mean, he's really undone. Because that was the whole thing about like the boy will be his undoing. Do you think he's really undone? I don't think that that story has been resolved. No. I think it's still to come. Hey, who knows? Maybe it's baby Neil. <laughs> That was weird. <laughs> 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 I don't know. It could be maybe you. You're not steampunk, though, but I see you have a question. Yeah. I still find it very awkward that I mean, here are steampunk, though, especially. It's just, I'm glad they brought him back because. Well, you're Belle, of course you are. Well, I'm not sure. He's such a big character, and the fact that, you know, he just found out that he has more family than he thought he did. And, you know, he lost all that time with Neil and, and the fact that he could make that up with, with Henry. It was it was a big deal for me because I grew up without parents. And, and I was just like, no, this is not fair. And so when they brought him back, I was really happy because it felt like to me, while, yes, he did all this for Henry and for his family, he didn't really get the chance to be with them. And, and it's like he deserved that. And so I was like so happy when they brought it back. 
So I should go off the thing that you thought. What do you guys think of Neil's death? Ding dong, yes, his character's dead. Ding dong. Um, I like the way he went out. Um, I think there could have been more to the story, to the 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 give and take between Neil and Hook, both wanting Emma and, and to be part of Emma and Henry's life. There were a lot of different ways that they could have gone with that. How many triangles can they write at once? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I didn't know. Infinity. Infinity. We're all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Uh, I'm not interested at all in any sort of future Neil, but I want to know. He's like, what, 200 years old. I want to know more about his past. Yeah. I want to know what yeah. from the Victorian era. Like I said, that, that was a I love Bay. I love Bay, and I want to explore Bay more. I just want Neil to just stay away. I mean, because so far in Neverland, we never had Tink and Pan together. We never saw Bay with Pan. We never saw, uh, we don't even know what deal Hook made with Pan to leave Neverland. Like, there's, I think if they ever do another comic like they did with Shadow of the Queen, like if Marvel releases mm-hmm. another Once Upon a Time comic, it needs to be the Wonderland arc uh, to fill in all those lines. Well, yeah, that's, that's the whole show. I mean, they drop plots and they. Yeah. You know, just learn to accept it. Cinderella's baby. Whatever it's, has to do with that. What happened to Cinderella? My thing about well, Neil's death is. I I kind of struggle with uh, whether or not I actually like Neil's death or not because the, the, the thank you I thank see you. um it's ten it's ten um why does it think Neil uh, what's his butt um sorry <laughs> I'm glad you you're amused by that um I. Neil stopped being the historical figure of Neil Cassidy the moment he accepted Henry. Um, and and so since he accepted Henry in his life, I, I think they were trying to figure out what to do with this Neil Cassidy-type character. I always thought Neil was fascinating because he's very modern, and that was that big disappointment of Tamara. I like the idea of this like really just normal guy just not being able to cope with any of this magic. And I, I always liked that side of him. Um... The problem, and I, I like the direction they started taking Neil. Um, I, I think him and Emma were realizing that, yes, they loved each other in the past, but they're now at two very different points of their mm-hmm. lives, and that they would have made good best friends. Like that scene in whatever episode he died in, and they're just walking in the woods and they're talking and they're bantering, that's a very best friend kind of yes, feeling. Yes. And I, I think that Emma really needed that best friend in her life. Like, she doesn't really have a lot of friends ever since Mary Margaret became her mom. She just doesn't have friends. It's true, too. It's true, because, you know, it's not her mom. And then she lost August, and then she lost, like, she doesn't really, she doesn't hang out with Ruby. She doesn't right. hang out with Granny. Like, she doesn't have friends. Friends don't and, do well with Emma. And even, like, mm-hmm. with Regina, like Regina's, uh, you know, and her, I wouldn't call them friends, they have a mutual respect for each other, so I wanted Neil to play that role, um, but my biggest problem with them killing Neil is he's the entire premise of the show, Rumpel created the curse to get to Neil, like that is the reason we have a show in the first place. Look at the Hunger Games. I mean, that's, I mean, but that's the reason we have the show in the first place, is because of Neil, like I had a friend who, uh, who ended her podcast when they kill Neil because he's the premise like that and I wanted to he's so tied up with so many characters that I'm almost positive we're going to see him again in flashbacks but 
I don't know. I just I really wanted to see him rebar. Like Henry didn't know his father again, and that's not cool. But a writer of a tele- of another show, I forgot what show, stated that you know people die suddenly. You have unended stories. That's life, mm-hmm. you know. And you can't always have ended complete nice stories. You know, I I could walk outside. Oh God, please, not get hit by a car. But I could do that, and then all my stories in my life would just end and yeah. that's just yeah. normal so while I, I wanted to see him and Hook together I wanted because I, I want to see him with Henry at the same time it, it was a very realistic story for once as much as I didn't understand I agree there could have been other ways to do it so yes ma'am I feel like the writers just gave up on this character it's like they didn't know what to do oh, they what did who's the what do you do with a 60s beatnik character in, in fairy tale he, he never actually had a character he was either he was either being used as a trap or he was being used as someone someone like something to do with uh, some of the other characters. Yeah, plot device. He, he had a character, but it was a 60s beatnik generation character in fairy tale land. Like, do you guys know who Neil Cassidy actually was as a historical figure? Yes. Does anyone not know? He was this character, uh, he was this real life person who lived during like the beatnik era and like, you know, Jack Kerouac like, was friends with him and like all those people. And he was this guy who would just like do whatever he wanted and he went out and did drugs and drank and he slept with women and had multiple illegitimate children and he would always abandon all his children. But the beatnik writers thought he was like an inspiration. So he was the inspiration for a lot of their writing. So like that whole like free life, go out and seize the world kind of character and don't worry about your kids behind you. Like, that was the Neil Cassidy character. So that's why I said, like, the moment he accepted Henry, he wasn't that historical figure anymore. So the problem with Neil is we have this, like, 60s beatnik character stuck in fairytale land, and I just don't think he ever truly fit in. But that's the part that makes his character interesting, because I, I see Neil, I guess, we always joke that if this was an HBO, HBO show, <laughs> like, uh, Neil would constantly be like, I don't know what the F is going on. <laughs> There's a effing dragon. And so now I'm just going to go sleep. There's some dragon and, and like, something's going on. God, imagine what's five times an HBO show. Would be awesome. I would love it even more. <laughs> oh, wait, it'd be Game of Thrones. Why would somebody with that? Yeah. Can you imagine the costumes? Sleeping Warrior definitely would have happened. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 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 and you probably would also get Swan Queens. Reading Rainbow. Do you think we'll eventually see Henry kill Rumble? Since that's the only way we know to end the Dark One? I don't. I kill the Dark One? Well, yeah, like, with, like, quotations? Well, yeah, I'm doing to just as easily be breaking the curse. Yeah, I don't think... That's yeah. what I'm really hoping. I, mean, I, yeah. yeah. I don't think he's going to kill. I think he's un- going to undo the dark side. <laughs> like, I'm really wondering if when, like, if they're going to slowly start to want to destroy the dagger in a way that we can keep gold alive so we can have gold like we can have him there but he's just not gonna have his magic so he won't be the dark one he will just be mr gold welcome to season four five minutes left do you want to go down the table and say what we want out of season four so ryan what do you want to see before in this whole crazy uh, frozen stuff? Uh, I wanted to explain who the guy was um, in Hong Kong. Yeah, the dragon? Yes. I'm kind of hoping that we see some Arthurian uh, stuff. I think that would be uh, unexplored, and I think that would be great uh, 
territory. I, I mean, that's the reason why I was so disappointed in the home mm -hmm. office because it could have been cool. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have any ideas on like, the whole Frozen thing? Like, how do you feel about how do you feel about Frozen is shark jumping since it's such a popular thing right now? Like, I, how do you feel about that? I do believe that they're doing it because it's popular. I don't believe in a show like Once Upon a Time it can be shark jumping. Um, it, it's, <laughs> I, I, I love the casting. Uh, I, I think they went to it too soon. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, fine, whatever. We'll see how they play it. It's, but they're, and they're also bringing in the maid from uh, Wonderland. So I mean, what, yeah, bringing back, yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. uh, you know, they've earned enough credit with me that I can take a wait and see. That's me. How do you feel about the crazy prison thing or the whole Maleficent thing coming <laughs> back in the second half? Well. I for the Frozen thing, I'm leading more towards hoping that it's going more in the traditional Hans Christian Andersen Snow Queen direction as opposed to Disney's Frozen direction. Um, well, they have Kristoff and Anna. And well, it is supposed to be taking place after the events of the movie. They've already stated that. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I haven't I They walked the line really well, though. They do. Because, like, Neverland was a combination of the Disney movie and the original book. Like, that's why Pan was evil. Peter Pan's not a nice guy. As for the rest of the sea, I want to see more development of the Henry, Hook, and Emma as a family unit. Um... I want to see more of Hook's journey, and I want to see what happens with the, the Robin, Marion, and Regina. Mm -hmm. I, that that really interests me. So, Katie, my turn. Yay! All right. Um, I'm. I was iffy at the whole Frozen thing. Still am. I'm, I've learned that I'm just going to let it happen and... Let it go. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> um, uh, and let it take its course. And who knows? I, I, I had to like learn how to... Okay, hold on. Yeah. All right. I'm excited for it. And um, it'll grow on me just like Zelina did. And I really want Regina to at least have an ounce of happiness. <laughs> Please, brighter okay, gods above. Wrap it. I haven't said my point. Can I wrap it right no, up? Okay. So my whole thing about season four is when I first saw Elsa pop out of the ground, I was initially excited. But then what happened is I actually thought about it, and so I, I'm still debating whether or not it's too soon. So I wanted to wait until I saw some press releases or Comic Con. Comic Con was a big one for me. So the whole thing is, is I there's little things that I'm starting to get excited for, but I don't want to judge it until I see it. The number one exciting thing for me is the Neva Hearts. I want to see him and Will. Uh, I want to see the Neva Hearts and Robin Hood back together again because he backstabbed Robin Hood. And honestly, I love Once Wonderland, and I wish we had a panel at DragonCon about Once Wonderland because it was it's, it was amazing. Um, so like honestly, like, I really want the Neva Hearts. It's the only like I'm like stoked for the Neva Hearts. And if you want to talk Wonderland with me, we can talk afterwards. Cool. I have this is scary that you like me. All the I hope you guys enjoyed that. I also want to announce that I have officially launched my own website. I'm so excited about it. I'm so proud of it. Because I've been sick, I haven't been able to touch it <laughs> since Dragon Con. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, um, it's geekygirlexperience.com. I have a whole whopping two blogs on it, but what it's going to eventually turn into, um, I, I, I did a soft opening right before DragonCon, and it will eventually be my blog to write about whatever I want. I'm very excited to be working, to be working on my own stuff, and I'm very proud of my website. You should check it out, and you should also check out the artwork. My uh, good friend Erin Gladstone did the work for it, and you can find her at eglads, E-G-L-A-D-S dot tumblr dot com. Uh, and she is wonderful. I absolutely adore her. Thank you so much, Erin, for doing the, the artwork for my website. So you can check that out. I'm also going to announce that my buddies, Bree and Alex, from One Other Side of the Mirror podcast, are about to launch their own network. And it will be What the Fangirl. And they have a website up already. I'll put a link in the show notes. And I will be a contributing writer to What the Fangirl. And I'm super stoked about that. And I, ladies, I can't wait till we can actually you know, get on this. And I'm super excited for it. And as always, you can find me at Hope Molinex on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I joked on air for a second. Hope Molinex at Twitter. It's M-U-L-L-I-N-A-X. You can find me on Tumblr at geekygirlexperience.tumblr.com. And I also have a Once Upon a Time blog, which is onceuponanobsession.tumblr.com. All right, guys. Well, that's it for me. Thank you so much. Um, please make sure you review this awesome podcast. Reviews help people find us and find our shows. Make sure you check out the other awesome Two True Freak shows. And, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the panel. And I hope you guys are excited as I am for Season 4 of Once Upon a Time. So, yeah, my name is Hope, and I will talk to you guys later. Bye.